All right, listen up, spuds. This is Zap Brannigan, eh? master of time, space, and everything else in between. And, uh, oh, yeah, winner of this year's Modesty Award. Yeah. You're listening to You Suck. What's the difference with Al and Tom? You're one stop for this sort of thing. Yeah. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to What's the Difference podcast. Of course, it's me, Alex Whiteley, and today I am joined. He's just walked off though, so I don't know. Tom isn't here today, um, uh, and apparently neither is David. He's kind of just walked off. He will be here in a second though, David Raby. Um, today we have a great guest, um, and I'm going to bring him in, and then I'll explain to you how we came to met, meet our, our guest. Introducing uh, from from New York, I believe, uh, Jeff Hyman. It's New York, right? New York? Yeah, absolutely. Up, upstate New York. I'm uh, not in the city because that's too crazy for me. I used to live there. <laughs> but now I'm up in horse country up in Saratoga. So I imagine New York yeah. should just be like, fuck you. No, fuck you. No, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Even up here. It's all good. Yeah, everybody just comes up here for vacation and tells everyone to fuck off. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> how, does that, how does that translate to Californians, David? Is it the same there? Is it more like... Hey man, get fucked. Is it? Is it more relaxed? Yeah. Uh, they just yes. to insult you in a, a very calm manner, or what? It depends on what area you're in. Okay. So, it, like, okay. it could vary. Like, you know, at the beach, everyone's a bit more laid back. You know, further like in the city and stuff like that, everyone's kind of just always suspicious and just looking at you like, you know, we walk down the wrong street, whatever, just like fuck. And then you staring back at them like, the fuck you looking at? You know. So it just <laughs> depends. You like whatever vibe it is around you, that's what you're gonna give off. You know. I was uh, I was just walking around a, a, like a country park here. It's called Attingham Park. It's very nice, big country manor house, like lots and lots of acres of land that you can walk and walk along the deer and stuff. And there's, there's this guy, like he started off the walk with us, and I think he was looking at me to say, "This fucking guy's following me." And I was looking at him like, "Dude, that's, that's the look I was getting. That's the vibe I was getting." Anyway, why this guy following me? I was like, "It's one path." Like we, we've got to walk. <laughs> I'm not following you, right? <laughs> well, anyway. Fate has put this podcast yes. together today. Absolutely, fate. There is no way you can uh, like dispute it, right? Okay, so this is what's happened, right? I've spoken to you, got you listeners, about what's going on with the twenty-four hour podcast challenge that we're putting together for Lingen Davis. Things are going ninety mile an hour now. Uh, we've got a venue. Uh, we've got a, a main sponsor. Um, David has to reset his camera sometimes, um, and we, you know, things are, are moving really quickly. Um, but what I did do straight away is start looking for like amazing guests, people we wanted to get on that would just make people go, they've got who now? Um, and I wanted Kevin Smith. So I started looking for Kevin Smith. And somebody on, I think it was the Garmy, possibly the, the world of Kevin Smith, sent me Jeff's email. And I was like, so I reached out to Jeff and I was like, hey, you know Kevin Smith? You know, the, the, I mean, you must get a million emails out. You know, people from that know famous people must get emails out all the time. And he's like, "Well, yeah. not I used to, not anymore." Uh, but here's what I do now. And he sent me his email, Deggy Entertainment. And I looked, and I was kind of like, "Ah, this guy handles celebrities for events. I'm running yeah. an event. How amazing!" And I was like, 
Jeff, do you want to kind of be a part of this thing? And we had a good discussion, and it seemed to go really well. Thank you yeah. for joining us, Jeff. Of course, yeah, and I love this. Thank you for thank you for having me. And you know, as as uh, I always like to think, one door closes, another door opens. So it's got it's yeah. always you know a, a cool vibe. And look, Kevin was always so good to me, and and opened so many doors for me that you know the the community is what he's all about, and his you know his community building. So whenever somebody at, reaches out to me, I'm always trying to be nice to them. You know, like. I, I parted ways because he went to a bigger agency, which is mm. exactly what you're supposed to do. Right. And, uh, and, but we had a lot of great times, but I also try to help other people find him because they're, you know, you've got cool stuff and if he's interested uh, in it, might as well. Right. Well, we're going to try. We're going to try. I yeah. think, I think uh, Tom, who would be here if he hadn't just worked a night shift, he was like, yeah, dude, I've got to do overtime this weekend. Uh, so I might come in and be a bit groggy. It's like, dude, sleep. We can get someone else. Yeah. David's always down to climb with us. Like, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, yeah he's been looking good. into it. We've got in, we've got information for him now. We don't just want Kevin Smith. We want, we've got twenty four hours to fill. Twenty four yeah. hour long slots to fill. I and, hooked um, up with a couple other friends of mine. I think I don't know if those have come through yet or anything. But I they think did. I they did come through. But good. Um, the way I the way I, I've, I've sort of we've been discussing this in the the group amongst uh, both the Usuk guys and the Shrewsbury Biscuit guys, the other show that's going to be part of this, yeah. is let's put the infrastructure in first. Let's get a venue. Let's make sure this is actually going to happen before we start sort of like, can, do you want to come on this thing? So this right. is what we've been doing. We've been working really well. It's just awesome. been meetings. Uh, it's It's been uh, like phone calls, emails, back into, and finally this thing is going to happen. We need right. a name for it and a logo and reach. Um <laughs> Reach Media here in Shrewsbury are amazing at what they do. They build websites and logos, and they're a bit like Mad Men, but like on a bigger scale, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just smoking like the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I was joking. I said I oh, should do this. Call it Pod Aid, <laughs> and he was like, "That's not too bad." I was like, "No, no, 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 no! Don't Bob Gale off me. Don't do that." <laughs> <laughs> like Bob Gale off Happy at, Mondays, pile of yeah. shit. Live Aid, great. At the, re- right? at the remake of that, I worked at Live Eight. Live Eight. And, uh, did you? I did the, yeah, I did the one in Philadelphia. I was a uh, talent wrangler backstage. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so a buddy of mine uh, w- worked for the concert promoter in Philadelphia at the time, and I was living in Philly. And actually, I was between Philly and Baltimore and yeah. uh, moving around. And, and that it just happened. He's like, hey, I need people to help me wrangle bands that day. So I'm like, all right, who do you got? And he's like, I don't know, like Dave Matthews band, Stevie wonder. I'm like I'm in, you know, sure. Why not? <laughs> so, so it's like, Oh five, you know, and, and we get there and, and we had to do the day before and the day of the show. Cause we do sound check and then got to get accustomed to the, to the process. And you come in and, you know, you, you're getting all this, this backstage is the, the art museum is the backstage and they've got trailers all around and they're like, okay, here's, who's going to be in this, trailer park this time and here's where press is here's where catering is and your job was my job was to meet the band as they came in the gate when the transportation because they go get the bands at the hotel they bring them to the gate i got to meet them get them in the golf carts and get them to their you know their place where they are going to hang out for the day and then we've got to take them to the stage when they're ready for their uh uh ready for them to go on stage and you're talking about a, a you know a televised event around the world so this mm-hmm. is like it's got to go like clockwork no doubt and so the first band goes on i think it was jars of clay and uh and they're they're fine and and this whole time you know like i'm my job was to take care of dave matthews band and make sure they got there and they get into their dressing room so they're all set and everything and and we're watching the other bands well 
we've got radios and everybody's like, all right, black eyed peas, you're getting ready for it. And it was like the second group. So my buddy who is the other guy, the, one of the other talent wranglers is in charge of getting black eyed peas to the stage. Well, they're not answering their door, their trailer. And so they're just, he's banging on the door. Like you got to go. Like we need to get you to the stage. You got to go on. <laughs> they're going to cut the, and like, and the stage managers bitching people out over the, uh, over the microphone. We're like, get these fuckers to stage. We're going to lose our feed. You know, they're going to go to wherever, you know, England or Spain or wherever the other ones were. Right. You know, we're like, they're, they're starting the feed in Philadelphia with the black eyed peas. Like we need them on stage. So where's, Mr. Bust- where's Mr. I am? Where <laughs> right. is he? Mr. I am? Is he? <laughs> Mr. I am was in there, you know, smoking up. And, uh, but he bangs down the door and like Fergie's there topless. And he's just, you know, oh, and we're, and by this point, we're all outside and, and trying to get everybody, like all of the rest of us trying to help him get in there. And mm-hmm. he blasts in, he comes running out. He's like, okay, they're getting ready. <laughs> like, so I mean, they, you guys they walk in and they're like, time, you're like, yeah. Fergie's like that with a tits. I had nice tits, but you got to be on stage. Yeah. That's, good, on, that's pretty much what it up. is. Yeah. Like, thanks for, thanks for that. But you know, can you get <laughs> your very nice. Yeah. But, very nice. That day up. was, yeah. Right. <laughs> that day was amazing. I mean, it was, you know, it was, uh, it was one thing after another. And, you know, my Dave Matthews was like, okay, everybody, there's no walking to the stage. You got to get, got to get in the golf carts and they're like nope we're walking the fuck and we're like come on <laughs> you know, nobody makes it easy on you but everybody made it they did they did what they were supposed to do i mean we had a great time got to meet lots of people uh rob thomas wow. matchbox 20 stevie wonder was, was really great we all got to help stevie wonder because stevie had like uh i don't know if it was a high school choir or just like a local you know church choir but it was 50 people 75 people (laughs) in a choir and we had to help you know get everybody to the stage for the song i mean it was just super cool though what a great experience that was that's funny that you you know pot eight why not sure (laughs) (laughs) what a great way to start the show i mean you worked on live eight i remember that show i remember all the videos there right all that that stuff yeah and one of the 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 best shows one of the best acts i believe actually uh from uh, from the UK version was the Kaiser Chiefs because uh, the uh, great band uh, Wilson it was his name uh, got the singer lead singer from Kaiser Chiefs mm. he climbed like this massive stage huge stage obviously this is around the world he climbs right to the top of the rigging and he's like uh, I predict a riot I predict a <laughs> right from the top of the stage and everyone's like it's gonna fucking fall like in front of a billion people <laughs> I predict a short life for you. <laughs> 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 They'll be doing uh, a, a fucking a, a concert fucking campaign for him next to Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know, you see you see it all Dave Roll broke his leg doing all kinds of crazy stuff. You know? yeah, wasn't he on yeah, stage yeah. when it happened? Yeah. He's like, Yeah, just yeah. fix me here. Yeah, 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 put me in and then next he was on the throne for the next couple of shows. Yeah. yeah. Big, big throne, his guitar <laughs> hanging out. One yeah, genius. Oh, let, genius. Let's go let's um let's go back three weeks earlier. There's a Rick and Morty yes. reference there right there. <laughs> uh three weeks earlier. Where does where I'm Pickle where does, Rick? <laughs> I love that show so much. Um where does Jeff begin? Where do you Jeff begin and began. where do you, how do you end up in the line of work you do today? Wow, that's a, that is a great question. So, um, you know, when I was in college, I decided to get involved in like programming events for my college. Um, mm. So I was bringing the bands to the college and booking stuff and doing films as well. So I kind of ended up being the film chair who I got to like program all the, the film aspect of stuff and what, what people saw. 
um, at the same time doing music, comedy, running the board, you know, and then I got out of college and I was like, oh, I'm going to go work at a college. And then I went and grad school, like working at a college. And I was like, I don't want to work at a college anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, so then I, I got out of grad school and I went to, I chased my, like my film dream of getting, I got to a film distributor and they do non-theatrical film distribution. So it was everything from, you know, colleges and churches and organizations like, you know, your local group will show a movie outside and try to get, you know, the community to come and pay five bucks and it goes to the church, right? And or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. or university has has a film that just came out in the theaters. So it's a sub theatrical genre. Uh, and so I did that. And then through that, I actually like got to meet Kevin Smith uh, because I rented I think it was chasing Amy at that point to a university who said, Hey, we've got this film director of this movie coming in. And at that point I was already a fan of his. I had gone to see clerks, like the company that I worked for was like, what do you think of this film? We're going to have you go watch it in a screening room in New York city with, you know, five other people. And, And it was just, yeah, it was like, they were deciding it was the studio deciding whether they would, uh, cut a 16 millimeter print of this clerks to mm-hmm. distribute sub theatrically. And they wanted mine and my boss's opinion and to see if it would work at the university level. And I was like, well, fuck. So yeah, of course. And I love this, <laughs> whoever this guy is, he's amazing, you know? Uh, and so then I started following Kevin. And then the, when the school said, Hey, you're, you know, we're having the director come down. I, I mean, I was working at the film company. So I was like, sure. Why not? I'll come meet him. I'm a fan. Uh, so I, you know, I go meet him and they, he introduces the movie and he, uh, comes backstage and we're sitting backstage during the movie. We'd all seen it already, but the students are watching it. So we have like an hour and a half, two hours to just shoot the shit and talk. Mm-hmm. And he starts talking about like, you know, I, I was trying to help him. How much are you getting paid for this gig? You know, I was like, I'm in this market. I know some of the pricing for people. You should be getting more, you know, like, <laughs> and I had no vested interest in it at all. I was not looking, you know, I'm just like, Hey, you know, you're, a cool young filmmaker and, and your, your assistant is here and we're just having a conversation. So a couple of weeks later, um, they ended up calling me and talking to me about like a vulgar thon and how to get the rights to movies to vulgar thon. Cause he hadn't, he didn't have the rights to his own movies. So, yeah, you know, he had to, he had, yeah, you've probably heard about all of that on his podcast and stuff, but you know, so yeah. So Miramax so you had to just read the, the public performance rights. And so he was talking to me about how do you do that and do all this and, uh, so we kind of developed this little, you know, uh, you know, working relationship, I guess you could call it. And then a few weeks after that, I was looking for a job. So I said, you know, uh, I, I went to work for a live, uh, agency where, which we were like, Oh, I, I was booking static films, you know, like here, send a 16 millimeter print all around the country. And now I'm going to go work with people. So one of the first things I did was call him up and say, you know, Hey, now I'm working with people. You want an agent to do this for you? And he was like, all right. So at that point, you know, it's like, it's Ming, it's all, it's Mosher, it's all the the young guys, you know, that are just coming and doing this. And he's doing everything with friends of his. Now, he's also with, you know, William Morris at the time for his films and his books. It's not like he's, you know, doing all that on his own, but anything public appearances, I started doing. So we ended up doing that. And uh, I mean, 15 years, I ended up working with him through two agencies. Uh So yeah, so I I brought him over from my past agency that I was with for 13 years, and he was with me that whole time. Uh, And then we came over here to Deggy, and he stayed in two, three years, and then uh, full full on to William Morris 360 for everything. So, uh, but I think he does his, like his podcast through Smodco and everything. Cause when we were working with him, then we started uh, the Jay and Silent Bob get old podcast. I did Smodcast. I mean, I've got like, 
uh, live nude smod. I don't know if you ever heard about that tour. Uh, we did, that was the first ever smodcast tour it was live nude smod. And we did like eight or nine venues across the country. Some in the like upper mid Pacific Northwest, like Montana. Uh, we did San Francisco. I think we did York, Pennsylvania, Cleveland. Um, you know, and then I, um, booked him in the uk i've booked him in australia uh we did the red state tour so i i personally booked all the venues for the red red state tour including wow. madison square garden um you know and there's all the miscommunications about how he did that and he, everybody thinks he just rented every venue across the country but we went we rent rented two one was Madison Square Garden. One was a movie theater in Louisiana because Tulane, we lost our venue at Tulane uh, a couple weeks before the uh, the show. So we had to like, we already had 400 some tickets sold. So I found a movie theater that had the right capacity and we just rented the movie theater and we were already sold out there. So um, yeah, so it was pretty, you know, we, we did, I just used my relationships to go around the country and just do door deals with everybody at these large venues. So we had, you know, 2,500 seats, 2,000 seats where he would come in. We would, uh, we got sponsorships from uh, some of the equipment. So we did this whole thing. This is a huge, and nobody ever talks to me about this. So I love talking about it. That's cool. Uh, I enjoyed <laughs> it. Like, Whoa. We, yeah, we're. <laughs> We, we got uh, we got some sponsors. The producer of the film, uh, John Gordon, uh, got some sponsorships with like uh, I can't remember the name of the projector manufacturer and also like the uh, digital uh, digital film. You know, you have to send it on a server so nobody can copy it. Right. So when mm, the okay. film first comes out in, in the theater, they can send it digitally, but it goes into a password protected server. And then when you're ready to sh show the movie, you have to enter the code and it's like protect. You can only enter it so many times and then it doesn't show anymore, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So we had that with the server with us, the digital server, as well as the projector, which was like a, you know, huge, took four guys to carry it all the way up Jesus. to the, to, yeah. And, and so we had, uh, and so we had to do that in like 19 places all around the U S and we did a couple of legs and we did it all by bus, uh, stuck everything under the bus and just took it around, um, including us. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, all right, get in the cubby hold. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So then that was, that was great. I mean, that really, you know, really paid for itself. And we, we actually, it was funny because when we came out of radio city, the first, I don't know for how long it lasted, but maybe for a year, we actually had the largest single grossing film, uh, like single screen, you know, <laughs> it was like bigger than any movie ever that ever come out. It was the single, single highest single screen gross. Um, but then of course, like, you know, every new star Wars came out or every new Marvel movie <laughs> came out, you know, every, ever since well, he did then. Something similar with uh, Jane Silent yeah. Bob reboot, didn't he? Because yeah. even though it didn't yeah. make much internationally, like per person, per seat, uh, and per venue, mm -hmm. it made more than the Most biggest films. blockbusters out of the time. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. exactly exactly the same model that he followed. Like when when he was uh, when when we decided to do something like this, he he called me up. I was in L.A. for something for another uh, another event. So he's like, while you're here, why don't you come over? I want to show you the film. So I was like, great. So he comes, I, I come over, he sits me down in his living room. He you know uh, puts these headphones on me and he goes, watch. And I'm just there and I'm like, you know, of course I'm like blasted out of my mind, but I'm like, you know, watch, watching this movie. And, uh, and it was amazing. You know, I was like, wow, this is absolutely fantastic. So then after the meeting, he, after I watched the movie, he pulls me into a meeting in his, in his study. Uh, and he and John are there and, and we're talking like where, and I was like, well, where do you want to go with it? And he was like, I want to go here, 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 here. And I was like, okay, we'll make that happen. And we wow. just 
routed it around and we just, I, you know, I had, we had markets that we had already done uh, with him and he had established relationships with promoters, uh, you know, so like we could go to Kansas city. We had already been, you know, back and forth with the Westboro Baptist church, Larry, you know, folks in that area for quite a while. So that, that was fun. And then that, then of course, red state came out, which was, you know, obviously his little, uh, you know, poke at them. And, and so then we, we actually invited them to, come to some of those midwestern shows we gave yeah, how did that go yeah oh, oh, oh it was fun yeah it was amazing they, they <laughs> did didn't get up and walk out yeah they did and uh and one of them we <laughs> had him up on the stage to do a q a and one of them did a q a like the there was one daughter that was like apparently a, a kind of at least a little bit conversational with kevin through the through the social media stuff and and so they they got we did a q a with that but i would get yeah, i would get phone calls hey can we get you know 10 tickets for the, the family i can't remember what the name of the family was but yeah, yeah it was that ridiculous so, <laughs> so yeah so then obviously I, i've had a life since then um so what we do now is uh i would consider myself i'm a talent buyer i'm also a booking agent so i have a roster of talent a, a roster of people that we represent for the uh college market university market and also for the military market mm -hmm. uh we're the largest uh talent buyer for the department of defense in the u.s Wow. So we do all the tours of people that go all around the world to the U.S. Army and Navy and Air Force bases all around what the world. What responsibility that must so, be. Yeah. Hey, buddy, yeah, you guys, yeah. we got Brian Adams. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> right. And thankfully, that's, I don't, that doesn't live too much on me. I mostly uh, I handle fairs and festivals and college and university. Uh, okay, uh, cool. We've got the boss man who does the military. I do some military stuff, but uh, mo mostly like comedy. So it's one or one or a couple, three people. You know, it's not, not anything big. They do all the big bands. Uh, I'll mm. go out and hang out with them. Like two summers ago, uh, I took lit and fastball oh. to uh, like five bases. We went to Germany and Turkey and Kosovo and some other you know cool places. So it was, uh, you know, so we get to go and do some of those bases and some bases that nobody knows that exists and stuff like that are pretty cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but you entertain troops. I mean, like you're, I send comedians out to Poland for Christmas, you know, you know, to, <laughs> to try and keep the troops entertained. And I, it's, you know, it's amazing. It's a cool feeling when you're, you know, the service members are out there and they're just like, they're away from their families, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, my nephew's in the army, he just joined, but I mean, I kind of think about him and I'll be like, wow, if he was away from his mom, my sister at Christmas, you know, he'd be pretty bummed. He'd want some yeah. entertainment, you know? And, 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 yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and, you know, and a lot of the stuff that we'll do is family friendly. So like it's, it is made for, you know, the, the, the families that are on the base to come out and have things to do as well as the individual single, you know, single solar soldiers and sailors, um, you know, but uh, a lot of it's just under the MWR program, like the morale, welfare and recreation stuff. So it really goes to boost the spirits and keep people away. And I mean, I tell you what, some of them get to see better concerts than I ever did when I was younger. <laughs> uh, so it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. So, um, but then we do that. That's the cool part of what we do. But uh, so then the talent buying aspect is basically like, you know, we were telling you, out before it was just, somebody comes to me and says i want to run an event i don't know how to get the talent that's what we do we we get you talent you say i have a festival i am a corporation and i want to have something for my employees i am a baseball team and i want to have a concert in my field we do that we have a division that does that you're a summer camp and you want to bring something for your kids in we have a division that does that so we've got a lot of different streams in the agency i'm the vice president of the agency now so it was me and the owner started it uh, from a small little, he, he had a management firm before, and then we started this booking agency from a small little, small little, uh, just the two of us. And now there's about 15 of us. So 
it's pretty pretty awesome it, so. it's nice to see something like that grow i mean like yeah i've been speaking i've, I've yeah. spoken to people over the years insane. about <laughs> yeah it's brilliant i mean I, I spoke to a guy yesterday who um from reach who's going to be doing the the he's like i'm going to completely sponsor your event he's like you will make you a logo we'll do the press releases we'll get your t-shirts hats whatever you need we'll do it all and i was like fuck yeah. jesus yeah. christ that, that this thing's happened and he'd started his business from a box bedroom you know one right. one meter by yep. one meter shitty little room on a computer yeah. and he started his business from that and now he's got this multi-million pound thing that's giving me money for you know those success stories you know like some people are like oh eat the rich and all this sort of stuff you know some people are very much like that but i feel like when you've made your own thing if you made something out of your bare hands and, and you've done that yourself fucking mm -hmm. good good on you you know i, yeah. I really do appreciate yes. those stories. they're very inspiring because it makes me feel like i could yeah. probably do it one day too you know yeah, yeah i still got a long <laughs> way to go before i'm rich so we mean you can we'll, we'll hold hands and skip through the fields together <laughs> But like you've had these amazing experiences, you know. That's a very like, rich own experience. Some Fergie's yeah. tits, for fuck's sake! Like you know, what I mean, like, <laughs> I was outside. I was outside. I mean, I'm always the guy outside. I'm like, you know, watching the door. She, she was doing what now? <laughs> One of the questions like, I written, did you get written down here pictures? was, like, kind of <laughs> <laughs> "What's that? <laughs> Is it the office where he's uh, where she like pulls the top down? And he's like, yeah." Don't do that. See you later. <laughs> <Takes a picture. laughs> um, uh, when it comes to uh, these events, when you, when you put in something together like a festival this week, uh, the, you always associate these things like we've just discussed with the Black Eyed Peas, bloated egos. Uh, what is your first sort of? I mean, have you got a story to tell of your first experience with a completely unrealistic ego, a tantrum, or you know something that you've witnessed that you've gone off? Oh, for fuck's sake, this is where this is coming. You know. Yeah, um, yeah you know, this. <laughs> most, yeah, most, it's so, so funny because most people, um, you know, have always been like, I'm, they want to perform. So they're, you're giving them an, an opportunity to do their craft. So it's, it's usually, you know, they're okay if you've done your job ahead of time and really kind of paid attention to what they need or negotiated what they need. So when you come down to it, it's like somebody comes off a bus hot, you give them coffee and they're like, oh, okay, sorry, I was, I'm good, you know. Uh, but they travel all night long and they come off and they just got a little bit of, a, an edge to them you just kind of give them a space until they warm up um i had a uh a, was it derulo i think it was derulo had a tour manager uh one time where i wasn't there yet i was driving to the show i was in connecticut and uh and and i'm getting phone calls from the from the uh school and they're just like this guy is just ridiculous like we, they took the catering away before they told him it was going away and it had wow. been there for two hours, but there's health code stuff that, you know, if it, the, so the, the staff came in and they did their job. They're like, I can't be out here anymore. They can't eat it anymore. It's unsafe. We got to take it away. Mm -hmm. But you're supposed to tell the tour manager. So you're supposed to say, hey, in case you want to grab anything extra before, you know, somebody didn't get a chance to eat, need to take it to go container, whatever it is. And so I'm just, I mean, silly bullshit like that. Um, you know, that's. But the, that's not the performer. The performer's not even there half the time. You know, usually a lot of times these performers will come in, they'll leave and they'll, and, you know, they'll come in there, do, the, do their sound check. They'll go back to the hotel or the bus and then they'll come back for the show and then they'll go. Oasis you know, at Network, whatever. they turn up in a helicopter. 
did the thing and then fucked off again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bob Dylan. I did a show with Bob Dylan. Oh, wow. um, you know, and he was in. He was in his bus in the parking lot. They had the band uh, was inside. They were the only ones that did anything. He walks in, not allowed to be within sixty feet of them. So talk about you know that's a little bit of an ego. Um, you know, but they're nice and everybody was really nice around it. Just, Hey, everybody's right back. He walks in, he doesn't face the audience. He just does a quick little sound check, texts it out. (laughs) (laughs) Comes back in for the show and the show's all lit black and white. It's not like moving lights. It's just real static. You know, it's just typical like Bob Dylan in black and white. It was super cool, but uh, you know, there, there was that. And then there's people that, uh, won't show up. They'll, you know, call you at four thirty in the afternoon, and after you've been advancing the show all week, and then they just go, ah, it wasn't going to work out. What do you mean it wasn't going to work out? You know, um, I've had that happen a couple of times. So you just try to scramble and find somebody to fill in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I had one guy who, <laughs> this, this is probably my my real real favorite like fuck story, man. This guy, <laughs> I can't believe this fucker. Um, and I wouldn't book him for a long, so I wouldn't recommend people. Cause I don't really, it's not my choice. I just tell people what happens. Like I, I will do what they ask cause they're my clients, but right. you know, this, this guy. And so I won't, I won't tell you his name cause he has since done a show that has redeemed himself to me, but the agent, uh, was really the real culprit here. I mean, th- this, cause he'll book this comedian for two 60 minute sets at the same school for one night small venue like they wanted to double it we paid him two shows so we did two separate contracts and it was really that's kind of a smart move just go if one goes wrong then it's not tied to the other mm-hmm. but the he comes in he shorts the first show by 20 minutes he does 40 40 minutes so he goes into the dressing room and now i'm away i'm actually my one of my assistants is at the school I'm, I'm in another town at a convention going through an exhibit hall at the time and they're ringing my phone up. So I had to go in the bathroom. I got that finally get to the agent on the phone and he was like, what you, you, you want 60 minutes of BC material and not 40 minutes of a material. Or, yeah. I need 60 minutes of a B and C material. <laughs> and he's like, how about you give me the whole fucking 60 minutes? Like that's what I paid for. Right. And he was like, well, he's not going to do it. And he wouldn't, so he wouldn't, they wouldn't let him come out of the dressing room until we agreed on what we were going to do for the second second oh, show because yeah. i'm like wow. he needs to do the full 60 minutes well he's not going to do 60 minutes he's only going to do his a material and you're you, just be more material. You, you do 60 percent of the show i'll give you 60 percent of your fucking that's what rent. i told him and then he, i said so i said that's exactly what i told him on the first show and he's like well then he's not going to do the second show so you got you get held over a barrel and he's there and i'm like well that's a separate contract so if you'd like to fight me on a breach of contract on the second one you know you can talk about that story and he's like he doesn't care he's like i don't care and this guy was i mean we're talking it was you know probably forty fifty thousand dollars per show uh at the time and now yeah now this is a guy that's getting over a hundred per show so uh but yeah so i i wouldn't go near that guy for a long time and uh and then we did a virtual show with him back in the fall uh and and it was actually it was really funny it was the same school um and yeah (laughs) and i told him i was like i was like so you know what happened before right and they were well and what he did was this the second time the second event he came out he did 40 minutes of material and then a 20 minute q a so he filled the time okay all right so he but you know so he he still was he still like the advisor hated him Everyone at the school hates him. You know, we're all mad at the agent. I don't want to work with anybody that the agent represents. Like I'm like at that point. And, uh, and so he comes in this school. It's like, I really want him. I'm like, 
all right. He said, but I'm telling you, you know, so what happens if we booked it for the fall and, and a week before the show, he goes, ah, oh, I got to film that night. They, they just rescheduled my filming. So I have to move the show. I'm like, see, Aww. see, I'm telling you, it's this guy. And then, but we rescheduled it. And, and when it happened, he actually did more time. He was more engaging than I thought he would ever be. Wow. And he had fun time. He was like the end of it. He was like, I had a lot of fun. And he really, like got in, you know, in connection with a connection with the host, which was a student. So, uh, of course, my buyer at that point, who was the advisors, are are like they're thrilled, right? You know, they're like, okay, my students are having a good experience, and that's all that matters. So he redeemed himself, but I still have that story in my head. <laughs> so, wow, yeah. I, mean, I, 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 it's just one of those things that you always think of, you know, when when you when you think about. I mean, okay, I'm going to read the. Uh, I'm going to read Grace Jones's rider out for you, and I want you to tell okay. me if this is ridiculous or if it's okay. if it's this is like a normal rider. Okay. Okay. So yeah. this one's famous because people are like, "What the fuck? She wants what?" Okay. So it was like two giraffes, yeah. some shit. <laughs> not going like that. An okay, entertainment so friendly massage therapist. <laughs> she wanted right um, six bottles of Louis Rode uh, crystal champagne. Three bottles of French vintage red wine, or Saint, like Saint Emilion, um, Saint Emilion Medoc Bordeaux. Three bottles of French vintage white wine. Two dozen fin, fin Claire or Colchester oysters on ice, unopened. Grace does her own shucking. Yeah. Two sashimi <laughs> uh, and sushi platters for eight people. Wine glasses, champagne flutes, tumblers, all glass, no plastic. Three to four bunches of flowers, prefers lilies and orchids. Two cases of decent lager, beer, chilled. Uh, selection of chocolate sweets, including minstrels and Maltesers. Two times first class round trip tickets for the race and travelling companion. This, these must be um, fully flexible tickets. Airport VIP service for Grace and her companion must must be provided on departure, curbside, airside, and uh, on arrival, airside, curbside for all flights related to the event. Six wow. five-star hotel rooms for three nights: the mm-hmm. show of uh, the night of the show and the night before and after the show. Yep. Grace's room is to be to be presidential suite, and which must include two large separate rooms, two bathrooms, twenty-four hour room service, full spa facilities, and a steam room. Jesus, yeah. I, I mean, so the one thing you got to know is that everything is negotiable when it comes to that. So <laughs> what they'll do, um, and that's that's really what a rider is, is it's an ideal situation for them to walk into, right? I mean, it's Grace Jones. Um, for it, sake, it's, but... it is Grace Jones. And I'm thinking for her level, that's actually not that bad, um, you know, because they're asking for a sushi sashimi plate for eight. Which is what, maybe 150, 200 bucks, right? At, at a local place, couple, maybe three. I don't know. You could probably get that at, at a real good, nice quality. Yeah. You know, Bob Dylan wanted $6,000 worth of catering and didn't eat it. So, you know, I mean, for the, the yeah, oh, yeah. Well, he doesn't I mean, eat, he just eats cigarettes, right? Yeah, That's what yeah, makes yeah his exactly. Voice a lot of it is based on you know what they think they're going to need before they even know what they're doing so mm-hmm. they just have to look and say you know it, if you get a reasonable promoter or a re, you know reasonable tour manager you're going to connect two or three days ahead of time before i go buy these you know three dozen oysters that i you know are going to cost me a couple hundred bucks and i'm going to say are you guys in the mood for oysters or do you want pasta 
You know, mm-hmm. like what do you, what do you want for for dinner that night? Are you really sticking to this? Are you going sushi and oysters or what? Um, you know, the alcohol and the champagne. I mean, you know, bottle, three bottles of red, three bottles of white, and champagne it's isn't going to set up. It, it's not going to set an arena back any, any really because they're going to make that money back on F and B tenfold from from her sales, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, for them, I, I mean, they got to look at what they're spending versus what they're getting back. Um, so, to, you know, the the requirement for the suites and the requirement for the dropping off and picking up at curbside and things like that. Like I would always, as a promoter or as a, a buyer, we always put that back on the, on the artist. And we'll just say, look, your fee is going to include all that shit. You take care of that. If that's what you want, that's great. But I'm not buying you any flexible air tickets because I know from when I used to do that with Kevin and we would book it a week ahead of time. And, uh-huh. and it would cost the person what a normal thousand dollar ticket would be. It could cost the person $2,000. So, you know, I mean, it, these are first class, they're, you know, exchangeable completely. And then, you know, the artist calls up on the day of the show and says, Oh, I didn't want to get up at the eight o'clock flight. And I knew there was a 10 AM flight. So I'm just going to take that one. And then they don't, you know, so when, when it's their dime and it's their shit, go ahead and do that. Don't cause mm-hmm. me anxiety. Just tell me that you're going to be here by my time. If you right. tell me that you're not going to be here by my time, then we've got problems. You know, like, why didn't you get your ass up at 8 a.m.? I've had a couple of <laughs> people do that, you know, where, well, they're just going to get the tour manager to sound check and they'll be here by 8 p.m. Um, we had two chains at, uh, at one school and his daughter went to the hospital one morning oh, uh, on a Saturday morning. Right. And he was supposed to be there Saturday afternoon for the sound check. The show was at nine o'clock and they had a real, real hard out at 10 o'clock a noise ordinance. Like if that noise is, if that volume is not shut down at 10.00.0000000, you're, you're getting fine. Uh, so he was like, well, here's where I land. Can we get a police escort? <laughs> like, you know, put together, we could do a no lights police escort, but we did one. Mm-hmm. And, he rolled up at quarter after eight or quarter after nine for his, you know, got to be off by 10. He got out, get right onto the stage, did 42, three minutes and we had to shut him off. And and we were happy with that. You know, I mean, those Mm -hmm. are things where it's like he made a day, you know, he made it special to be there and and try to be there when his daughter was in the hospital. Like we're going to, okay. With like with a 15 minute short set, we're good. You know? So, uh, there was a, a story last year before the pandemic with Jess Glynn. Uh, you know, guys, no, guys, no, uh, Jess Glynn. She's so. beautiful, bleh, red, curly hair. She was a massive singing sensation of like 2018, 2019, especially over here, anyway. But she would, uh, she kept turning up, not like saying she was going to come to festivals and then not turn up if they, if they were below her standards or something. And there was like um, the biggest like folk festival type thing in the UK. Uh, and she, I think it was like two years in a row. She said she'd be there, and she didn't turn up. And they banned her. Yeah. They were like, "Fuck <laughs> Jess Glynn. I don't care how big she is." They were like, "You're not coming back." And it was it all went all over the news, and everyone was like, huh, "Get what you, you know, you get what you deserve," sort of thing. Play on that open yeah. field for all I care. Right. I mean, that, that's that's bull. Yeah, that's bullshit. I think I think most of the things where people have not shown up um, have been, uh, you know, either for real good reasons or just they're just dumb you know like i mean we had uh people come in like roll up with 15 minutes left in the set and a hard out and they just thought that they could do it because oh well you know i could still do my whole set they don't think about the hard out uh, you know that we have to shut a building down i had a rapper in uh, new york city he literally lives in one of the boroughs and all he had to do was get in a car 
and the car service was going to drop them off at the front door. It was one of those universities that's like all in one high rise building and the gym is in the basement. Mm-hmm. But at, you know, whatever, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, whatever it was, we had building shuts down. That's it. It's closed. You're done. Everyone out. So again, same kind of thing. You know, we've got three artists in there already done. And he, you know, they're all sitting there listening to a DJ for 40 minutes and he rolls up with 15 minutes left in that block and does his 15 minutes and then wants the whole paycheck. And we're like, sorry, dude, we're like, we'll get you, get your, get your agent on the phone and we'll talk to him. But Madonna you, know, you, did, you pay a third, you know, Madonna's third famous for that as well, isn't she? Madonna will turn up late and then lip sync to some shit yeah. and fuck off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people do it, you know, yeah. and it's, it's like, I think that goes to do your homework ahead of time, right? Mm-hmm. Is, uh, you know, there's some some genres that are absolutely amazing where they will always do, like country music always does 75 to 90 minutes. They're, you know, always taking good meet and greets with their fans or, you know, I mean, say the majority of them are. Um, but, you know, then you get into the rock and the, and the rap music and the music needs all the help it can get, right? I'm sure. I think so, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> well, you would think, hey, but it's like little, 60% little, of the little. US, 60% <laughs> of this country listens to country music. It's insane. Like it's it's, a, it's the number one genre. It's like out of control. Uh, my, I mean, uh, rap is second, but you know you've got with rap and with with rock, like they they just haven't learned to you know tell stories or they go too fast or I mean rappers are all their stuff is two minutes anyway or they stop it and they tell the DJ to go pew, 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 you know or <laughs> gunshots or whatever that is you know oh 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 police sirens. Does anybody? Why does anybody want to put gunshots in their album anymore? It's scary. Like, it's two thousand fucking twenty-one. People yeah. like use the siren. Use the. Burr, burr, burr. I'm okay with the horn. I hate it, but I'm okay with it. Yeah, you know. But the, just it's the gunshot thing that I don't get. Just that scares me. I, mean, yeah. I live here yeah. in Santa Ana. I'm like, there's gunshots everywhere. I don't know if it's a right? fucking song yeah. or like real gunshots yeah. going off. Like I was nobody at a bar- festival. Nobody barks on a microphone anymore since DMX died. <laughs> oh, oh, no, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was actually was at this at this Firefly Festival a couple years ago with Eminem, and they the, the warnings that say you know trigger warnings on the screen. That's if you're if you're uh, gonna you know offended by loud gunshot uh, noises or anything like that, there will be some during the show. So just a heads this up. is not a safe yeah. place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's right. It was right after all that Vegas shit. So you know they got to let oh, everybody right, okay. know that. I mean, yeah. especially you know it's especially at festivals. Like there's no place at a festival for that kind of noise from the stage because you've got speakers and i mean it blow every, miles you can hear the shit you know <laughs> like, and you like say you live in santa Ana, you know like you're thinking what is that oh that's just eminem down the yeah you know, he's just three a miles blocks away, away yeah right yeah and like geez, and you get up close to those speakers it's just like blasting through your fucking oh, soul yeah. you're like oh yeah. fuck yeah, you the, the, be sonically assaulted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the greatest things I ever saw at festivals, that like V Festival, and Vodafone had a had a tent uh, just off the stage, and you could text text them, and they would display your your text on the screen in between bands and yeah. stuff, right? So everybody's yeah. milling around, smoking whatever, drinking, waiting for yeah. the next band to come on, and these texts were coming up. Buy drugs. Some, <laughs> some people were taking pictures. Some people, you know, all sorts of stuff. And then this, the the best thing I ever saw was. I am gently jerking off behind you. <laughs> and everybody's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Best uh, text I've awesome. ever seen. It was amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, everybody unanimously yeah. turns around like, what yeah, the, fuck? the entire <laughs> venue just goes right over their shoulder. Where is so it? So the other, the other thing I did, we probably did it at the V Festival, was uh, we do the headphone disco, the silent dance, but silent discos. Really? So we also book those. And, and the brand that we book is Headphone Disco, which is 
the number one brand in the UK. Amazing I mean, it's, experience. yeah, it's been at Creamfields. They did the 25,000 headphones at Creamfields. I mean, we do, so we do Firefly. We do a bunch of the Insomniac stuff, like all the, like Beyond Wonderland and stuff like that out in California. I went um, to, and, um, yeah. I went to uh, um, an Oktoberfest here in Shrewsbury a couple of mm-hmm. years ago. Um, and there was a silent festival there. Uh, a silent disco and it's it the first time i've ever done it and it's amazing right because these headphones come with different lights yep. and different lights are a different genre so you've got like your your uh your dubstep or stuff is in red and your your casual music's in green like full-on trance fucking wah! hardcore dance music on like whatever and so like when like <laughs> say like uh i don't know fucking gangnam style's on and it just breaks what boom gangnam style and you're <laughs> listening to something else you can literally take your headphones off and everybody's just like going crazy and while there's some people too, listening yeah. to like a soft bit and then they're, they're dancing slow it's, like, <laughs> it's insane it's so yeah, brilliant absolutely yeah we yeah. do a thousand people right in the woods and you know i mean it just depends on the venue or where the atmosphere is just as much a part of that event as the as the djs but you got three djs going on and you can do three different types of music it's it's amazing it's awesome so well, that's was, that's the other just I, it was a you were talking about festivals and i was like oh i gotta say this yeah <laughs> i love stuff like that uh, you know uh, we want to try 2020 what 2020 was meant to be like my festival year like for the shrewsbury biscuit and for mm. you suck the idea the whole idea of this was to go to comic cons one side of the atlantic and go to a comic con the other side compare them compare right. notes and stuff and uh, we haven't had that opportunity yet um yeah but that's the, the, another thing about our sign disco was really funny because i was there as a journalist i was taking pictures and i wanted to ask the dj permission if you take a picture of him so i was walking up, i had my headphones on and stuff so i was walking up to him and i took my headphones off and i went excuse me uh, ex- excuse me mate. Uh, what you mean? <laughs> because obviously it's silent there's no music and usually the dj sh- and he's like yeah all right mate i was like can i take a picture of you he's like yeah yeah it's fine yeah thank you yeah. yeah it's so easy yeah you just so walk surreal. up and say hi yeah, and put take your headphones off and that's uh, so great we, yeah, when, we when you're working with festivals and things what's yeah. the sort of mm-hmm. biggest events that you work with and the ones that you are memorable for you I, I, obviously i think from the headphone disco side of things we've got firefly and and beyond wonderland and those are really cool because you just get to meet so many great different people and you see all the tokens and you see all the costumes and you see everybody, uh, you know, and they're all rolling or they're high or whatever. And it's just, <laughs> you want to take care of them. You want to have them, give them a good time. Here's some water. Like, yeah, exactly. Down. Right. Here's some water, <laughs> go dance, sit down in the corner, you know? Uh, but it, it, I think those from, uh, from like a, uh, that's, that's kind of what I love going to festivals. So that when I go, it gives me like, like this better feeling, but some of the ones that I work where I buy the talent for, because that's just me doing the headphone disco. Um, but you know, I, I've got flow ride at third eye blind coming up, uh, for oh, two wow. nights, uh, in the beginning of June. Right. And, you know, like that one is a really nice 20 some year. It's been going on for like 25, 26 years. And, you know, that's a really cool festival to just see everybody from that town. They bring their families, they do it every year it's a tradition for them. You know, those kind of cool, like the one we do in Des Moines is Des Moines arts festival. Uh, you know, and it's the same kind of thing. There's artists that are there every year and there's cool art and there's families and they build a habitat for humanity house. And, you know, like I feel those community festivals and those kind of things really kind of like fill my cup a little bit. Um, Mm. but from a soul, like a soul, soul building kind of thing, it's those (laughs) major, major ones, you know, like that really, I need a, I've been to Bonnaroo's. I've got, you know, all this stuff back up here on the wall, the, these, uh, you know, all these posters of Bonnaroo and everything like that. But I think because I see so many one-off shows from work, 
that it has to be this festival vibe for me to really like get jazzed yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, it just really fills that fills that cup. I love it. I feel like uh, festivals, Comic-Cons and things that are going to be coming back this year, they're mm-hmm. not going to need any help with marketing at all whatsoever. Like, no. I mean, like they announced that Reading Festival is going to be back Just turn the sign year. open. Everyone yeah. shows up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but as soon as I found out Reading was available, it was going ahead. I was like, fucking hell, Reading Festival is going ahead. That's amazing. That's like one of the biggest fucking th- um, yeah. So I, I emailed them. I was like, um, can I bring my podcast? And I got no response because, of course, I didn't. How many people right. do you reckon messaged them and were like, yo, let's do this shit, dog. Like, you know, I'll turn it with an eight-pack. Let's do this, you know. Oh, it's, oh, oh yeah. Right. I mean, it's the same thing with booking the headphone disco, too. Like, it's an attraction. So it's after they see how much their initial ticket push got, and then they see how much money they can have to add things. Like, they'll tell mm-hmm. – like, there's certain stalwart things. Like, I think Silent Disco is a going to happen every year at certain festivals, but they have to decide how big it's going to be. And if they only sell 50,000 tickets as opposed to 90,000 tickets, obviously that impacts their budget and they've got to scale that back a little bit. So there's the, the, the rule of economics when it comes into this stuff and what the, you know, they want to offer more experiences to their ticket buyers, because I think, but I think this year you'll see, you know, again, you said you don't need the marketing, you know, people are going to come without, with those limited scaled back kind of amenities and stuff and they'll make it special, but they, uh, they, I think they're going to try to save as much money as they can this year. So. Yeah. On the flip side here, uh, we got, uh, I work with a, I work up. There's a lady here called Beth Heath in Shrewsbury mm. and she runs Shropshire festivals. She's an absolute asset to Shropshire because she does so many, she does the Oktoberfest, Shropshire Food Festival, Ludlow Food Festival, uh, and, the Sh- and the Shropshire Shrewsbury Food Festival. People come from all around the world. To, 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 I'm to hungry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and she, obviously, uh, during the last year, she's had no money, no work. You know, she's like got this right. business that's right. worth millions, technically, uh, and because she, so she had nothing. And um, so she started. She did this thing called the Tasty Trail. It's an eight mile walk. So you pay thirty pound for a ticket. It's an eight mile walk, but it's a three course meal split over these eight miles so wow. what you do is you take in some of the shropshire landscape mm-hmm. you go to a place for your starter then you walk to the next place for your meal and afterwards you can have your dessert and a few drinks afterwards right it's an amazing idea and i was yeah. she was like oh yeah yeah well i was like i'll get on i'll tell everyone about it i think within two days it sold out because people wow. just want to do stuff right yeah oh, shit. yeah yeah that's amazing yeah i mean yeah it is. And so we just over here, we just said, oh, you don't need a mask inside anymore if you're vaccinated. Right? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. No. <laughs> so, they, you know, now everybody's like, whoa. We can't do that over here. Yeah. Not the new, the, the Indian variant, because of course, right. a lot of, a lot of the uh, British demographic is Indian mm-hmm. or of right. in, Indian right. culture. Uh, oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> hey man uh, they, 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 yeah uh, but <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that and then, but no, um, and then the podcast took a turn <laughs> <laughs> we're no, all about I, culture I, here <laughs> uh, I know a lot of I've got a lot of Indian friends a um, lot of really good wholesome families there you know um, yeah, but like yeah. of course the links are there the family is back in two right. from India you know mm-hmm. and so and Pakistan as well you know all these countries that are going to be affected by India it's not just going to stay in india no. that's going to spread off through the middle east you know now yeah, yeah. so uh we have to be very very careful and there's like there's even rumors that the this, this the next stage for us in june is 
festivals and dance floors, you know, and they reckon that they might not even go ahead with that now because of oh, wow. this Indian yeah. variant. So yeah. enjoy I mean, your I, no masks, America. I know. Yeah. I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping that it doesn't, you know, really kind of come back and bite everybody in the ass, but um, that we can get through. If you, I think some of the bigger things are going to start to happen in June, but realistically, nobody's big touring until July. Um, mm. So that big, massive touring and the ma- and the major, major festivals. I mean, Bonnaroo, Firefly, Co- you know, well, Coachella's not gone. Lollapalooza, those will happen uh, in August and September. And there's some other bigger ones that are coming out in like you know September and into ACL in October. Um, but that's you know those are I've, my one festivals in Texas. I think we're gonna have it. <laughs> you know, I think they just <laughs> they just emailed me saying they're gonna go back to. We were at a limited capacity, and now because they reduced the masks, now they're at full capacity again. So, um, so I think, yeah, I mean, it's outdoors. The, you know, a lot of these things that are outdoors, you can do that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you just still, we still have the socially distant uh, things in place. Like they took a whole parking lot that was a carnival at one point and for every year, and now it's just tables and a big LED screen. So you may have more ticket options, you know, more people that can come, but they're still spread out. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, you just got to take the precautions, but I think that if everything goes the way that it's supposed to be going here in New York, we have 50% of the state that's got one shot in them already, 60% with two. So if we can start to go that way, I mean, they opened up for us, Broadway is going to start to open up uh, or be, be able to open up, uh, you know, as long as vaccine. That, we've that got is a, great news. That is great yeah, news. And we've got a pass on our phone that you can, you can actually get a kid's a QR code that once you're vaccinated, uh, there's bars in town in Albany here that are like only vaccinated. If you have your Excelsior pass, you can come in. Uh, but if you can't come in, yeah, you so. guys are doing the, the passports then. You're doing the, the uh, yeah, passports. in a way. I mean, it's like it's just a New York State wallet thing they they call it, and it's uh, an Excelsior pass. So it's it's only good until I think mine's only good until October. I just got you know my vaccination, so they have to like re- I either have to get a booster or you have to re up or whatever it is. But see, we go. have these cards, uh, so that's yeah. my 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 my. Uh, where I've had my double vaccination. Right. Now I've got uh, that so, too. Yeah. Uh, so I keep this now. Yeah. So I could be like, like Wayne's world. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's, I mean, I, I guess it's like just a New York thing, but I don't, I don't know if other States are having it as well, but yeah, they, uh, you know, they tell us, you know, keep your card. If you're traveling, make sure you have that, all that. Have stuff. you got any news about that on the, on the West coast, David? <sighs> Nothing yet. I mean, other than the whole no masks thing, but I'm still going to wear yeah. mine. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I have a nine-year-old. I'm still wearing mine. So, yeah, I, you know, like I'm, I'm vaccinated. Not, yeah, I'm yeah. still going to wear it. I don't care. Yeah, yeah but that uh, okay. So, like the, the the thing with you just wearing a mask, David, doesn't make any sense at all. I want to cover up my face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to help people out here. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say because masks only work if everybody else wears a mask because you're just protecting each other, aren't you? You know, protecting myself. So. Though I'm like, fuck it, man. Yeah. Like, uh, um, but then, okay. I mean, the last time, I mean, we went. Uh, was it? I think last Saturday. You know, for Mother's Day, we went to um, went up north slightly up north we went to like santa barbara and then we went up to solvang it's like a really small like sort of like danish sort of like side of town kind of thing it was like really nice area and uh we went walking around i had my mask on most of the time we went into a couple of places that were serving alcohol like little to-go cups i was like oh okay yeah fuck there you yeah. go right. so i just yeah. kept walking around place to place <laughs> yeah. just getting you know more and more drinks and enjoying it while we can and most people were masked up other people weren't so it was just trying to you know dodge them as we walk but it was a really nice day out they said over here in the uk from the 17th that we can hug oh we can hug yeah (laughs) i miss hugging my boys 
I, uh, we've had fam. We finally were able to two weeks ago was when both my wife and I finally were fully vaccinated. Um, and so we were able to have some family over now and it's like, we hadn't had people in the house for over a year. It's crazy. You know, now mm-hmm. we've got shows going on and everybody, uh, we had, um, I mean, we've done some private shows and, and that things that have happened during this whole thing, but now we start to have open shows and we, we're, it's amazing. Like seeing these, yeah, big big stages come back and and uh, seeing all that good feeling happen. Well, let's talk. Let's let's talk about that, Jeff. Because yeah. obviously, uh, I'm looking at the Deggy Entertainment uh, site. There's a uh, Deggy World here, which is oh yeah, compl- yeah. completely virtual experience. Uh, can you yes. explain what Deggy World is? Sure, absolutely. Um, I, I don't know if you're ever familiar with Second Life or something. It's an avatar based world. So basically, you go into this uh, event and convention center, and it looks just like you would any other event and convention center, except it's all in your computer. It's completely digitized. Um, you are an avatar when you come in you create your own you can create your persona uh you know we've got different body tape types and shapes and sizes and clothes and accessories that you can use and you know uh you you save your avatar and you go walk through and it's voice to voice so as i'm communicating with you i can walk up to your avatar if i don't know you i can say hi to you and it literally is saying hi to you like you know like hey alex how are you and you'd be like oh hey jeff how are you and and we could just we'd just talk and then it was oh, okay see you later and then you walk away and it's proximity based so the further i get from you the less you'll hear me and so there's wow. little little almost you can't really see them but there are little areas you can walk into where you can hear everybody uh mm. that's kind of talking in that area but then throughout the world there's little private conversation pods so they look like little tables in a courtyard you can walk over with your into your blue dash line and you can sit down at the table and, and have a conversation with your other friends. But it's not like cool. some of these things where, you know, it pops up into zoom when you go into that table, it's not, you're still an avatar. You just see your avatar talking mm. to another avatar. There you go. Um, so we have stages, we do concerts in there. We've got the convention and expo halls there where we've done, uh, you know, major expositions and expos. We did um, a camp expo. We did our own stuff. Yeah, there's this is like uh, we do a lot of speaking and award ceremony. So you can even you can put yourself on the screen so that the presenter is live and seen like you would in a Zoom or, or in this. Um, mm. But then all the people in the audience, if you see that, are, are all sitting in chairs as avatars. So That's they're all so cool. live people and, and uh, there's some cool networking tools in there. We have a lot of networking stuff. We have our offices in there. So we actually have a Deggy office in uh, Deggy World. And we have our, our <laughs> weekly staff meetings and everything. And I have my own <laughs> office. It's really cool. Uh, so, yeah, so we have boardrooms like, the, the, you know, my, my office looks like that with a little board table and you can. Uh, we have a couple screens in there, and I've got a Dave Matthews poster on my wall in the in my office. Picture of Fergus tits. Exactly right. Exactly. Like in this virtual <laughs> office, you're like, I got it set up just the way I want it. <laughs> yes, and, and you know, I don't move it's my bigger chairs. Bigger than my real one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, but all the rooms have different setups that you can do and different sizes. So there's like a performing a performance hall. There's lecture halls. There's ballrooms. There's classrooms. There's uh, boats, and you can take boat rides, and you can get your avatar can get 
in a boat and you can, I mean, you use all your arrow keys to control it all. Uh-huh. And you just hit your up arrow key in the boat and you drive your boat with your side arrow keys. You turn to the left and the right. There's, um, we have a lighthouse you can go up to. We can put fireworks on at the end of the night and have fireworks at the end of your event. That's really um, cool. The stages, we do live entertainment. So like we actually had, I don't know if you're familiar with American Idol, but Chris, uh, Chris Allen is one of our guys that's on our roster. And one of our schools had booked him for an event in there. So he did a concert in there. Uh, but we have a lot of other people that do concerts in there too. So. I, I really like this, the uh, the expo halls, you know, like, like yeah. Comic-Con. But, yes. uh, because yes. this this would work great for, um, say, like the 20... 20- Say we had something like this running with a 24-hour long podcast, you know, and you had like local businesses mm-hmm. all scattered about and you had stalls and you can go and visit yep. their websites and take a look at their, you know, what they've got to sell and stuff. Yeah, that's absolutely. That's a really good idea. Yeah, really absolutely. Good. And that's, you know, the the screens that are in those booths, uh, you can actually, you can, well, you can click on the banner of the booth and it can take you to an external website. You can click on the podium and it can take you to that. You can watch a video on that video screen or have a Google slide presentation that, that rolls through. If there's usually, you know, somebody in the booth from that organization talking, if it's a video, uh, you know, could, well, I don't want to interrupt you while you're watching my video. So we just tell them to put slides on there instead of a video. But if you don't want to be there and you want to promote your business, you put a video, you walk into the booth, the video automatically starts for me. So I don't even have to push any buttons. It just shows me what product is in there. It's really would this, cool. Would this huh. work for, can you stream this on like, uh, social media and stuff can you like have like a convention go in and be like click here to join a sort of thing uh it's a downloadable software so you do actually have to download the software to your computer to be able to go into it um it's not just uh, being able to go to a website or anything but mm. if i were to want to share it as i was going through an event you know i mean i can to a small number of people it, it's not often that computers can handle both running the software and running something like a StreamYard or a, uh, you know, I mean, my it's, I have a MacBook and it does just fine. But you know, you want to make sure it's not just every Joe's computer. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't want to stream. You don't want to rely on streaming that event because it's just like a personal experience. It's the oh, okay. you know you want to go to that convention. So you can say it. if you yeah you can say if you'd like to join join now. Here's the link. You click on the link. It'll send you the software immediately, mm-hmm. and then it takes maybe 10, 15 minutes to download it, and then you're in. So you, know, you could do that. That's easy. Yeah. So. The reason I ask is because we we've, we've been trying to set up a, a more, more like a Mortal Kombat sort of tournament <laughs> it sounds daft right uh, but like it's really difficult with uh, sort of streaming things out from a console i know you can do it a right. lot very easily from a pc it's very easy to do that yeah, yeah. Um, i have had an idea david i don't know you can tell me if i'm, I'm being unrealistic or not say we have a five dollar buy-in for this tournament right mm-hmm. and we put half the money that people buy in towards a, a, a winning prize you can win the money and the other half to lingan davis for the 24-hour podcast challenge i like that idea what would the prize be though so the heart so like say Ash. say twenty four <laughs> say twenty four people buy in, yeah. half of the money of those twenty four people will go into a kitty, that's your prize. The one who wins wins that money. The other half will go to Lincoln Davis. So that even though good. they bought in for five dollars, they go. could win, you know, uh, quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. I like so. that idea. There you go. Yeah, that's a really good idea. We've got to make it work though, probably. There you go. Um, I also work with uh, you know esports uh, streaming company. If you need any help with that, they do esports ooh. streaming for Jeff. I love you. I love you very much. This, see, this is fate. This is yeah. fate. This is, uh, absolutely, you had to be on here, man. Absolutely. My brother, does that too. My brother <laughs> yeah. is a commentator. It's like um, esports oh, racing. Yeah. He's yeah. A caster. Yeah. 
Yeah, he does. Uh, so he does. Uh, they do. Uh, I've forgotten what it's called now. But he does the commentating. Uh, it's gone massive. Um, That's great. Um, and I was like, I remember watching him from the very beginning, and I was like, oh my god, this is going to be so cringy. Like, oh my god, he's going to be like, oh, he's coming around the corner. But he was actually really good. He was actually really good. So I was very impressed with him. So shout, shout out to Sam. Um, so what are you working on at the moment, Jeff? Obviously, you've got some festivals coming up that you, you're going to be busy. Yeah. Is it going to be a shock to the system after being like over 2020? I guess it's been a little bit more relaxed. Now it's going to be like oh, yeah. 90 mile an hour. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so here's that craziness again. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Mentally, I think I'm I'm 100% ready. Um, physically, I had to start getting on the treadmill again because I'm going to be standing for <laughs> – 20 hours a day my my ass has been sitting for 20 hours a day yeah. for the <laughs> last year and a half used to it, right? yeah so the the feet and the legs i think is going to be the hardest part but mentally i'm so ready um you know i i am i've always been a guy that uh has been all my adult life ever since i went to college i've traveled somewhere at some point during a yeah. year or a month or you know i've always took take one weekend and of a month I would either go camping or I'd go visit somebody or I'd be traveling for work now. Right. So mm. to, for me to be home for a year, it's been amazing to get to spend with my family, but it's also just been, you know, that I really want to get the hell back out and just get some <laughs> fucking shows under my belt again. You know, uh, I, I think, yeah, I think there's going to be some learning curve because there's some, some COVID re- you know, related stuff that we have to keep an eye on now. Uh, but it's also fun to get, not just kind of fall right back into that same old bullshit, you know, like I think everybody's more excited to be doing them. Like we're talking to third eye blind. They're like, this is our first show in eight months. And I'm like, this is going to be fucking good. You know, like it's going to be really <laughs> do you, do you good. Think, do you yeah. think there are certain things that have changed forever now? I'm never going to go back to that because of COVID. Yeah, I think, uh, I think so. Um, I, you know, I definitely think there's, there's things that we learned about, um, you know, where to, where to go and like the ticketless systems and the technology I think has improved. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll see, I think a lot of improvements on that and uh, a lot of the ventilation and the venue infrastructure has been improved if they could over the last couple of years or, you know, over the last year, um, you know, some of the entry systems are hopefully being designed to keep people from waiting in line longer as long. Mm-hmm. So we may see some positives on that. Um, you know, good, some of the, good. some of the outside festivals, I think you're going to start to see some people turn to the more of the RFID type of, uh, you know, functionality where you can just tap and go, tap and go, tap and go, whether it's on your phone or on your wrist uh, and, and cashless systems as well to eliminate a lot of that, you know, personal contact and mm-hmm. uh, things transferring from people to people. I think that's probably where we're going to see the most improvements and the most changes. You know, everybody's talking about checking temperatures and doing this and you'll see some stuff with clear is coming out. And, uh, you know, I don't know if y'all are into clubhouse or anything, but our boss Ari Nisman does a, a touring talk every Monday night on clubhouse at 8 PM Eastern. And he talks a lot about this uh, industry and opening up and what's happening in the different, you know, agents and agencies. And we, he just had, you know, some, uh, some of those technology like clear who is specializing in the airport stuff where you would just go up and put your eye in and, you know, you go through, it's like that pre it's like pre-check, but higher level. Mm. Um, and so they're they that, working. The, the Irish check, they do that in, in the UK already. There's yeah. a chip yeah. in the back of all of our passports. Now that is your Irish check. Mm. So they'll, they'll scan your, your passport. They'll scan your eye and they'll be like, yep, it's definitely him. Off you go. Right. Enjoy there the UK. Nice. How many cigarettes Thanks is that in your bag? <laughs> yeah, so you know, I think I think other than that, you know, I mean, everybody is. Uh, it's up to the venue, it's up to the state, it's up to the people whether they're going to check IDs or check vaccinations or anything like that. You know, 
but I don't, I don't think you're going to see a ton of people at least after this year continue on with the must be vaccinated thing. I think it may be initially they're going to maybe 2021 season. They might ask for that uh, for proof of vaccination in some places, like, you know, some of these bars and venues, but I think that's just because of insurance. So, yeah, I think it's blind luck that the U S and the UK have got out of this the way about yeah. like killing more people. Honestly, like you, the U S the whole thing with the States working differently. That for me has been like, like yeah. I like, I'm a bit of a perfectionist when it comes to planning and making sure everything's organized. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like when, when like you got like down South, like, yeah, fuck those face masks yeah. and all that shit. Like we ain't got to so party bad. together. What a gangbang. Yeah. Like, you know, and whereas like you go to <laughs> North are kind of like, no, we're going to be a bit more conservative. And then over here in the UK, like Boris hasn't, they haven't learned the lesson. Like they took too long to close the borders. Right. So, they have plenty of opportunity to close the borders. They close them finally, and now we have got this Indian variant. And Boris is like, "Yeah, we're going to um, go open up the borders so, so you can go abroad, and they can come over here too." Like, hasn't learned his lesson. I just right. fucking, yeah, it's just ah. no, just stop, no. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we should have handled it a lot better, but we didn't. It's like fuck, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, oh, well, money everybody's talks, trying eh? to please everybody. It's the only sure way to fail, right? Right. So. <laughs> well, Jeff, I we are definitely going to keep in touch because we've got yeah. this thing in September yeah. that I am. I'm very proud to be working with you. I'm, I'm glad of, I'm very proud of how we've come across each other. That sounds wrong. I know. Uh, how, we, how, we've met each other. <laughs> how we've met each other because it was ge- genuinely blind fate that brought us together. Absolutely. Uh, this is and so if much we fun. Can make, we can make something, we can work together with so much genuinely of like, even not just with a 24 podcast challenge, we can, we can we can help each other. I can promote your guests. You can bring them on the show. Uh, yeah, there we go. Help each other out somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But absolutely. We're, we are inter- we're very interested in talking about people behind the scenes. The people that actually make this shit happen. You know, like right. uh, yeah. Peter Abramson was the guy that built the animatronics for uh, dinosaurs and things like that. The people like that that right. really do make stuff. Uh, we love speaking to like you, Jeff. You're the guy running around making sure you can drag Mister Will I Am away from his box <laughs> to the stage on time. You know, I knew if I just talked about Fergie's tits once, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mention. It. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jeff, where can people find you? Uh, well, you can get me at Deggy Entertainment. It's D-E-G-Y dot com. That's our website. And, uh, uh, you know, my email's just there, Jeff at Deggy dot com. So it's easy if you want to reach out. Uh, but that's probably the best way. And, you know, I'm always yeah, happy cool. to say hi and always looking for uh, other Very opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, yeah. I know a lot of people around. So, I, you know, I always tell everybody, use me as a resource. Even if I can't help you, I'll try to put you in touch with somebody that is good that can help you. So. That's very nice. Amazing. David, yeah. have you got any questions before we get out of here? Uh, well, we're going to go to the later lounge, but uh, before Jeff goes, have you got any questions? I was going to ask you, uh, what was like the strangest uh, list for a writer that you've come across? Uh, wow, st- strangest list for – I mean, most of them have been pretty pared down. We, we do see some furniture and, and you know flower requests and things like that, but we've Fuckers. had some – uh, massage friendly or uh, entertainment friendly massage therapist. So that has been that has been on quite a few of them. Wow. Um, I, there was uh, an own personal doctor uh, was uh, Tim McGraw wanted his own personal physician on site, and uh, we, we negotiated that out to just like a list of people. Uh-huh. But you know, like certain things like that. Just uh, there's some people that uh, specific travel arrangements and. Uh, you know, the car must be 70 degrees at so-and-so. You know, here, here's money. Go take care of yourself. <laughs> Again, like we, we try to eliminate all that bullshit. So we, we don't see those as met as much as, 
you know, the, the, the ones that are just rolling up and the door of the sprinter opens up and the big cloud of smoke comes out, uh, <laughs> you know, that's pretty much what we, that's what we'd get. So at that point, um, I bet it must make life so much easier. So you got all these problems. Don't worry. I have worked with Kanye West before. I know how to do this. It's fine. We're good. There's no issue here. Yep. Go I need a rubber room. band, a garbage bag, and then 40 <laughs> reams of paper. Can you do that? And some lime seed, a shovel, some rope. <laughs> Does Jeff, anyone have been... access to a big fire? <laughs> <laughs> you've been an amazing guest. I'd love to get you back on again when the world opens sure, again and, and you are like at the tail end of this festival season you're about to go into. I'd love to speak awesome. to you and say about six months' time. Let's get you back on and yeah. be like, yeah. well, so how was it? And you could be like, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Don't, Come back don't. and debrief us. Tell us. <laughs> be like, man, I've got hair now. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what so stressful. <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to do now, what we tend to do is uh, we, we, uh, we say goodbye to our guests. We go into our later lounge. Me and David are going to just kind of sort of geek out about movies and stuff. Uh, but awesome. uh, everybody, Je- Jeff Hyman, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate My you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you, gentlemen. And good luck with the rest of your day and, and evening. Have a good weekend, everybody. Good luck, with, good luck with everything you've got going on and good luck with the company and the next Thanks. few months and, you know, the years and shit with all the festivals and any events you guys got going on coming Thanks. up. Thanks. I'll let you know if I'm on crutches by week two. <laughs> just keep those feet moving exactly right <laughs> i didn't see if my clothes fit my show clothes everything i had was in black and it's supposed to look me make me look slimming but i like if you can't get into it it can't look make you look at it doesn't work sweatpants <laughs> sweatpants no one's gonna notice that, there you go in, in that's one of my goals texas weather I'll be <laughs> so reach were like oh yeah we're gonna get you in the papers and the radio we're gonna do as much as we can i was like fuck i'm gonna have to lose some weight yeah, Oh, awesome. Well, gentlemen, have a great weekend. Thanks again for having me. You too. Me. Appreciate, appreciate you, it. Jeff. All right. See you later. Bye. 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 Right. David, let's uh, slip on over to the later lounge. Let's do this. Hey, welcome to the later lounge uh, with me and David. Uh, that was amazing with Jeff. What, what, a, what a great chap he is, right? Uh, I just want to listen to him talk more, man. Like it's just another hour of him, like whatever <laughs> the shit he's gone through and experienced. It's just, I think that's one of the things for me about when I go to concerts and like festivals. Is, you know, I always, it's nice to see you know your favorite artist perform, but at the same time, I always my mind wanders to what's going on backstage. How do those people do that job of getting everything, all the stuff there, making sure it's you know done on time, making sure you know, everything's just running like clockwork. And yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. I mean, I've, I have been there. I've, I've seen that shit because I've mm-hmm. worked with with Beth before. Like I said, and she did the uh, the drive-in festivals, which were so so amazing. So imagine a drive-in cinema, but instead you've got like a big stage, and there's a radio frequency. So whatever they're playing on stage, you can hear through your car. There's like a little area where you can pull out tables and chairs and have a picnic, a few drinks, what have you, That's uh, and cool. you can enjoy. Uh, the the festival experience in your own little area, so socially distanced, is brilliant. And yeah, I, like, I, remember, I like the sound of that. It's amazing, honestly, really good. And I remember driving up, and uh, I saw, I was like, "Oh, look, there's Beth. Let's go and say hello." And she's on a Segway, like literally on a Segway. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> boot, booting it across the field. And I was kind of like, "Yeah, we're not going to speak to her today. <laughs> like, she's so busy." I think uh, <clears throat> that idea with the whole car thing is nice because I mean, that's what I usually do before any concert or festival. I just pregame in the car. <laughs> we're just sitting there listening to music drinking in the car like okay you feeling good and buzzed okay now let's go in there and spend shit ton of money on alcohol 
Well, that's it, isn't it? You know, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, uh, best thing to do is get cast to drive so I can have a few beers. Um, <laughs> hopefully, they come back in the summer. But I mean, there'll be more things. Hopefully, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, how you been, man? You been good? You been up to much? Uh, yeah, been good. Uh, just you know, obviously doing the podcast with you and Speakeasy. Uh, just here at home, kind of playing Warzone and stuff. And uh, started working out again recently, trying to get back into shape and stuff. So. How did you how did you start that? Let me just write this down. How did you motivate yourself to get back to the to working out, David? Because I think there's a few people need to know that. I actually bought for the first time in my life like actual proper like sort of running shoes, like training shoes kind of shit. Really? Yeah, I bought that. I bought like uh, workout sort of clothes, like pants. You know, um, I got like two packs of those, just the bundle of the you know four black shirts and shit like that, some workout gloves. I was like, okay, I bought this stuff. Now I have to. I, I'm not gonna let my money go to waste. I gotta fucking use it, you know. That's it, isn't it, right? So you don't want to feel guilty because you yeah. spent money on this equipment and it's sat there in the back of your car, like I did. I bought a <laughs> yoga mat from Home Bargains. I was like, oh, I'm going to do some yoga because I was speaking to somebody that that, that does yoga um, for a living. I was like, right, I'm going to do this. I'm inspired. Bought a yoga mat, never left my car. It's oh. still in there. You know? <laughs> it's probably melted by now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just you know, uh, really not trying to not necessarily trying to push myself too hard um it's, i've been like a year just fucking on my ass eating like not like last year i'm like okay that was last year let's start moving so i'm not too fussed about you know i gotta do this much in a day i'm as long as i'm doing something like even if i walk a mile on the treadmill i got like you know backpack on my back whatever kind of yeah give a little more resistance or whatever so I'm one like, thing okay. I, I i it's gonna take a great deal of um inspiration or I don't know, but like running out in public, like running on the side of the road. I've like, never liked people, that. <laughs> people do that all the time in shoes, but you see them everywhere. Like it's brilliant, fucking champion, great, awesome. But like I am the size I am right now, and I guarantee it happened to me before. Right, I did lose loads of weight, and I, I, what I did was I started running, but I would I would run to this field and sounds mm. daft. It was a football pitch, and I would just do laps, and you know you you get the long. Uh, the long uh, length of the football pitch and then the width. So mm. I jog the the length and then sprint the short bit and then jog and then sprint and jog and then sprint. And I lost <sighs> shit loads of weight doing that. But there was a short bit along the road to get to this football pitch. And at least, at least, every, uh, so I do it three times a week. And at least once a week, I get a beep off someone being a prick because i got titties and stuff. But I got I lost him because I was like, that's the worst thing you should do, right? Is if you're at the gym and set the piss out of someone that's trying to make better, better their lives and stuff. Uh, yeah, know? I never understood that. I mean, like, I've always, you know, kind of <clears throat> like to roll down the window and encourage them just to yell, like, you know, keep it going. I believe in you. Just, it sounds like, you know, like they're like at first, like, hey, someone's yelling. And then when they realize it's something nice and encouraging, they're like, oh, shit, thanks, man. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it kind of bums me out when people like try to you know dismiss someone for actually trying to do something better for themselves. And it's like, you know what? Like, why are you going to, what, like, what gratitude do you get out of it? Just going out of your way to be an asshole, to a complete stranger. It makes no fucking sense. Like some just people just enjoy that. Don't decent, they just enjoy being a cunt. Like, <laughs> something, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm like, okay, well, you know, whatever. But yeah, I mean, I've always been trying to encouraging to other people. Like, strangers I'm like mm. you're doing good like you know keep it up well I'm, I'm gonna have to try and lose a bit of weight i think like um sort of my diet out is going to be the, the, the first step so back onto keto that's what keto works so well for us it's only when we fell off it we struggled to get back on it you know so um 
once we get back on on there, I think it's a lifestyle. You know, it's like when when me and Tom were on it, we did so well. Uh, and Tom did so much better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> we did, but I was going through that transition of moving house and stuff. It was very difficult, you know. Yeah. So I keep that going. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to sort of looking a bit better. I think that's the goal. Is that oh, I, you look better already, Alex. Uh, I mean, like you didn't just see me undoing my trousers uh, because. Now, Alex, give me Alex. <laughs> I've got these jeans from my drawers. Like, oh my god, I'm all these ages. They're not going to fit me. And I did them up, and I was like, oh, they fit me. And it's only until I sat down, I realised, oh, they're, they're a little bit snug there. Like, you that's know? How, yeah, that's how it is with my jeans. That's why I don't like to go anywhere. I'm like, oh fuck, I got to put on pants because I got to walk around. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I've got my my 14 year old guys, 14 tomorrow. Uh, I got my kid oh, here, wow. um, and he doesn't come here a lot. So I went in the shower early, and I, I was like walking around in my underwear. I was like, oh fuck, I, I forgot you're here, man. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, he's just like, it's all right, Dad. Don't worry. <laughs> so I do the same thing, Dad. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it's good. So, Speakeasy, you uh, you uh, went on there. Was it last night or the night before? Uh, night Thursday. before. It was Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bastards, man! You moved it to a night when I'm not working. The four <sighs> o'clock. The, there's no way I'm awake up uh, on on fucking Thursday at four o'clock in the morning. It's not oh, going to happen. So. Well, can you can watch it, it another again. time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, that was the only real sort of day that we all kind of agreed on, and it was like kind of worked well for Josh's schedule, for, like because what he's got going on, it's like it's a weird. You know, he works these days, this week, and the next week. He's got a crazy different... busy job. He's got. Like, I didn't realize what he actually did, and yeah. he's like a GM at Walmart, isn't he? So he's like, mm-hmm. he's a. That's a good job to have. Like, I mean, uh, well, pays well, but you yeah, got to work hard for it. You know. Yeah, he's got. He's got a pretty stable. You know, stable life now. So I'm like, I'm really happy for him. But you know, obviously, he wants to do the podcast. We do too, and so kind of, we just have to like figure it out. You know, as the weeks go by, or we just really try to focus on like okay what days are we available for them we might have to switch it up and we just try to let everyone know ahead of time if we have to hmm. you know which is i mean it's good though that you can that you can sort of work that around i mean today i kind of ordered bruno to stay off today because he was kind of like <laughs> <laughs> i've got i've got to do overtime so i'll be doing a night shift i'll be fucked yeah uh, but I'm, I'm like nah man you got to spend some time with your family get some rest because it's yeah, more to life yeah exactly you know i mean it's 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 um it's good to do it when you're feeling good. It's bad to do it when you're feeling bad, you know? Yeah. Um, people love Bruno, but like, I, I wanted to look after him, his health because I'm the one that's supposed to do the running around and the stress and, and stuff, which I have been, but it's all for, all for, all for a good cause. I mean, today I've had to sort of take a break from everything because, uh, this week I've just, it's been, don't let me tell you about the worst fucking day I had, which was Thursday. This is crazy stupid, right? So, um, <laughs> I am um, I'm under the belief that I have um, okay. I've written it down here because I read it out <laughs> on, on Naughty Talk. So uh, I mistakenly booked a, a Zoom interview for um, the Friday, but it wasn't meant to be on the Friday. It was on the Thursday, which the day it was. And this lady's like, uh, "Alex, I've been waiting here for the link for Zoom, and it's not appeared." And I was like. Oh shit! I was like, I'm so sorry. I've put it for Friday instead of Thursday. Oh my god! And she was like, Don't worry about it. It's fine. We can do it tomorrow. But I was like, Oh my god, I look a dickhead now. <laughs> I was like, I'm really sorry, but I've got an interview at, at, at Reach, mm-hmm. uh, at like twelve, so I can't even do it today. She was like, It's okay. We'll do it tomorrow. So I'm, I'm packing my stuff uh, to go to Reach, and um, I I like to use this this stand I've got here. Yeah, I wanted to lose use a lesser mic. And let the the guests have the big sexy mics, right? So I'm trying to sort things out, and they cut the mics come with these little brass spinners, right? Mm-hmm. 
So you spin it on and it makes the hole smaller so you can screw it back on. And I couldn't yep. get these fucking brass things off the fucking mic stands. I was I had pliers out and all sorts. They'd proper seized on. So I was stressing about this thing. I was like, I've got to go in a bit. And um, I go to my charger to get my batteries that I've been charging all day for my, my H6 Zoom. And you forgot to charge I put now I'll put it on decharge so you can charge your batteries but you can also take the charge out of them if you want to go on a plane I guess I don't know. what um, the fuck <laughs> so I had left my batteries and they'd been taking been sucking the charge out of them so, oh, so I panicked no. and I was, like, I, got, I was like I've got half an hour to charge these fucking batteries so I flipped them on uh, and I'm rushing around packing my bag put everything together and I'm like yes okay fine fuck it okay so we got the interview book for tomorrow that's fine that's been sorted I'm about to go to reach let's just get let them know I'm on my way right so we pull up my emails the uh the reach interview was for the next day <laughs> so you were stressing about it the day before yeah well at least and you got I just that blown this girl off uh yeah. to do this interview <laughs> and then what is she on it see on instagram next day i'm at reach today so it looks like i've just flipped her off for no <laughs> the worst day ever at least see like i appreciate your like your work ethic alex you're doing such an amazing and incredible job and i just feel sometimes that you're biting off a bit more than you can chew and i worry oh, absolutely. About especially that. with this 24 hour thing because uh it's a huge part i didn't realize how big it was going to be it's i just getting bigger it be- now it is yeah and so that's Fucking what i'm kind of worried about i was like okay well you know we're i don't know i try to help with the slack or with the shows or something you know like yeah it's I, fine i i just want you guys to turn up and have a good time i mean uh oh, we the will, guys have been amazing like bruno I mean, oh, david i love having you here as just david just turn up <laughs> and have some fun with us right that's what we like uh because you're here as a favor to us you know um all right, we asked you just to sit in from now and again, and you've been on like, every single show, sometimes two a week for the last fucking two, three months. Yeah, you know? sometimes two, sometimes three. <laughs> so that's what we want you to do. But like yeah. TS, Jamie, and, and, and Bruno, they've all been like hammering emails. Jamie today has been messaging, trying to get guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, TS was like, what can I do? And I was like, we want donations for for the 24-hour podcast. We had a, a professional auctioneer from Halls in Shrewsbury, very posh auction house. Proper, like, the, the Halls are, got a hugely brilliant... Sold uh, for 500 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> he got in touch with me. I didn't get in touch with me. Really? Like, I want to I be part of this thing. And I was like, wow. Yes, please. Damn, so uh, word around the campfire is getting big, man. I'm telling you. So, yes, I'm... If you, like Alex, if you need to, man, like you just need like a single day off where you don't do anything. You need to relax. Try don't think about it. Just you know, one single fucking day a week where you just relax. Next weekend, I think. No, not next weekend because I'm at prison. <laughs> yeah, see, so this is my week though. You know, I work Sunday night, right? Monday night, mm-hmm. Tuesday night, which leaves me ending on a Wednesday. So okay. Wednesday, what I tend to do is before I go to bed, is I'll sit and I'll write a few emails. Thursdays and Fridays are my days to do biscuit interviews. I'm going to a guy, he's called the street allotment guy. So he makes allotments out on the street and stuff. So he makes vegetables and stuff. It's really cool. Mm. But I'm going out on location. I'm taking my things and we're going to go stand in his greenhouse and do an interview. Oh, um, wow. uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, uh, the day before, I've got uh, blood tests and things because I've got like a lump in my arm. So I want to get that checked and stuff. Oof. You know, It's not your muscle uh, underneath that? No, I, I, <laughs> it's really funny. I went to the doctor's. And I was like, I got this thing on my arm, and uh, like uh, 2017 or something, I got it checked, and it's uh, the size of a, a normal M M&M. and M. Now it's the size of a peanut. No, it's bigger than a peanut M M&M. and M. It's like a like a fucking peach stone now. It's huge. Um, and uh, he goes to me, 
Uh, yeah, well, yeah, you've put some weight on, Mr. Whiteley, so it's probably gone up with your weight. I was like, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> He's like, but we'll, uh, we'll get it checked anyway, so that's what I'm doing on, on Thursday. Ah, I like building things. You know, I just like building things. I just hope it works. And you're building this, you know, entire USUC network out of, you know, from the ground up, you know, kind of thing. And I just, it's, it's coming along, Alex. It's going to happen. That dreams yeah. were like right on that fucking doorstep of this becoming a bigger reality than it is, you know. Well, we hope so. We hope so. That's what we're aiming for, uh, and I'm I'm proud to be around you guys to do it. Uh, I'm really start- looking forward and happy for this uh, whole charity thing, man. This 24 hour podcast thing. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I think what we better do is bring up the graphic and actually explain to me. If you're watching this for the first time and you're not aware of what we're doing, here it is. This is the 24-hour <laughs> podcast challenge. We are going to come up with a new, a, a proper name for it. Uh, we're going to meet up with Reach and do a discovery meeting. And they're going to brand us and give us a logo and an identity and stuff. But yes, from the 9th, um, sorry, from 9 a.m. on the 29th of September till 9 a.m. on the 30th of September, I'm going to be doing a 24-hour live podcast. I'm just going to start from 9 a.m. on StreamYard, and it's not going to stop until 9 a.m. the next day. And we're doing this with the Shrewsbury Biscuit and with Suck, all in order to raise money for Lingen Davis, which is a cancer fund. Um, this falls on, it ends on, International Podcast Day, um, which is why oh, I'm doing it. Perfect. Uh, and the guys in LA uh, from International Podcast Podcast Day are aware of what we're doing. They're very excited, and they want to come on and feature. They want to speak to us, so oh, wow. they're going to be they're going to come on and, and talk to us about I why. Go drive to LA and be like, "Hey guys, yeah, 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 it's it's going to be good." Uh, but the way we're going to set it up though is we're going to do twelve hours of the biscuit uh, between mm-hmm. nine a.m. and nine p.m., and then twelve hours of of Yusuk between nine p.m. and nine a.m. So like. Over here, we have Red Nose Day. It's like a comic relief. So what they do is they, they have fun. So they, they sell these red noses. They have a day-long sort of um, TV that's all Red red Nose Day orientated, and they raise money for um, uh, people that need the money more, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so but what they do at like, the nighttime, they sort of dim the lights a bit, and they get like the old panel shows, and it's a little bit raunchy and a bit sweary and stuff. And that's what Yusuf's going to be, basically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're after 12 one-hour-long guests for the biscuit and 12 long hour-long guests for you, suck. So that's what we're working on right now. So then I'll take that 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. shift. Yeah. <laughs> that last 12 hours, so I'll come on for the you, suck. I'll, I'll come on whenever you need me. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, well, what we'll do is we're going to stagger out the, the guests because we've got, like, there's four hosts for the, the, the biscuit mm-hmm. um, and there's, there's there's loads of us for you, suck. There's you, there's me, there's Tom, there's TS, there's Jamie, there's five of us, and there's, there's Eric. We should have started his new show. So there'll be six of us that can sort of, well, five of you guys that can join me with our guest. So we yeah. can stagger it out and stuff. But it's going to be fun, man. Really fun. We've got a venue. We're actually not going to be doing it in the bedroom. We're trying to make some makeshift fucking background like I have done with this flag today. So you pack your stuff. You're like, got the flag, got the Monopoly board. Okay, I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly opened that today. My son's here, right? And uh, went for a big, long walk today. And he sat there bored. You know, he's like, oh, I don't know what to do. So I was like, shall we open up the, the Shrewsbury Monopoly and play it? And they were kind of like, nah. No, I was like, fucking. Did they bollocks. ever play Monopoly? Uh, it's because it takes so long and everybody's shattered. Like, we did like a four or five mile walk today, me and Alfie wow. did. Uh, so he's exhausted. Um, so he's, and my wife's kind of like lying on the sofa, like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are you starting work back soon? Are you, uh, did you, you mentioned a few weeks ago that you're going to be going back to work? To the- <laughs> Hell no. They're trying to get me to go back to work. I'm like, fuck that, dude. They, um, 
a lot of the shifts that I have opening up are still for vaccination sites. And I'm like, yeah, hard pass. Um, yeah, they're they're they have you know it's still very small like uh, shifts here and there. They're always like, oh, we need help, we need help. I'm like, yeah, fuck that, dude. I'm not risking my fucking life for this shit. So like, you're still technically furloughed then? Yeah, still technically and uh, still, you know, collecting. I had to fucking reapply for unemployment. Uh, California unemployment out here is like, it took a major shit. Like, they didn't learn anything last year. They didn't even, like, upgrade their computer systems to handle this whole pandemic thing. And so as everyone's, you know, extent or um, initial unemployment um, claim expired, there was conflicting information that the EDD or the, you know, the California employment was releasing to everybody. And everyone's like, well, what do we, do we reapply? Do we not reapply? Are you guys supposed to take care of it? Is it automatic? What's going on? They're like, okay, well, here's these numbers you can call every single number you call. No one ever fucking picks up. I bet it's that premium rate number as well. Like, <laughs> it's just yeah, such horseshit. Dude. So then, you know, uh, finally over, you know, on the actual website, I like, kind of sent them a message i'm like what do i fucking do i'm still stuck in pending haven't gotten shit so i've kind of sorted it out hopefully it'll you know work its way out like i don't know hopefully soon um i saw i saw the weirdest thing on facebook the other day and i don't mean to get super political by the way because we we like to avoid that but i i I sort of need, need to highlight this a little bit i feel like so obviously all this stuff in, uh, in with Israel uh, and in Jerusalem and all the stuff that's going on at the moment is, is is crazy. I don't want anyone to die. No one should be dying right now. So this is horrible exactly. to see. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to go out and say that right away. Like I don't care who side, who's on which side. No one should be dying right now. Let's just stop this, especially during all this bullshit with the pandemic. Like we've all been through hardship this year. Like enough fucking... people have died, and they still want more. Like Jesus Christ. Like yeah. So it's it's terrible to see. And then I saw this thing on this 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 comment. And some guy was like, you get a fucking weak-ass president like Biden, and this shit happens. And I was kind of like, how does him being president have to do anything? Like, it doesn't matter what's going on over there in, like, Israel, dude. Like, we have no... Uh, it was it was I, it was quite cool because uh, he got like three a couple of angry faces and a couple of likes and I I put like what the fuck has this got to do with America? I was yeah, like, this dude. world doesn't revolve around you, you dipshit. And also there is nothing uh, uh, strength based with Trump. Like, what do you think Trump was going to make this better on Twitter? No fucking way. You make it worse. <laughs> like, but uh, it's crazy how some people seem to think that the world revolves around America. Like, <laughs> it's fucking I, I insane. Yeah. That's what yeah. that's what sucks, man. Like, there's like you know a lot of uh, people here in America. They think like that, and it's like, oh shit, man. Like, you know, it isn't like you're what makes America bad. It what makes you know the rest of the world laugh at us. This is kind of people. I'm like, shit, dude. What we need is Rick and Morty to have that. Uh, it, it, what was it what was it called the? Uh, it all just makes sense if you think about it. Uh, thing like <laughs> what's it? they uh, sit down and have a smoke with the leaders of Israel. Is it that episode <laughs> yeah. with the uh, president? <laughs> uh, peace summits are important. Oh yeah, because we're really drowning in peace. You suck. <laughs> oh, I love that. Anyway, look, guys, we're running out of time, so I'm going to tell everybody about what's coming up on you suck. So obviously, on every Wednesday. At uh, 9 p.m. UK or 4 p.m. Eastern time, we have Wednesday Night Live, which is our version of going to the pub. Uh, so we meet up, we have a few drinks, we have a chat, catch up with how we all are and stuff. So make sure you join us on Facebook or, or uh, YouTube for that every Wednesday live. It's it's just a great show where we just catch up. Um, 
You also have Usuk Chronicles with Jamie Westwood and Tom Stevens. The one I've got up here, right, the latest one we've got to talk about is they spoke to Mick Strawn, who did the, the, the visual effects for Nightmare on Elm Street, Blade, amongst other films. He's great. He spoke to us live on a, on Facebook once, uh, on, a, on a Wednesday Night Live, and he's oh, wow. just absolute batshit crazy. He's so full of energy and so fun to speak to. So <laughs> you will want to listen to that podcast. Uh, our latest podcast is um, one with Ryan and Rory Van Tunen, who uh, they talked to us about um, the effects of hi- hi- ayahuasca. Um, uh, Ro- Ryan, I think it's Rory, um, had a terrible uh, heroin addiction, uh, and he was stuck on methadone, which he called liquid handcuffs, uh, because he wow. couldn't get off it. He was on a very high dose, and it made him like a zombie. Life wasn't worth living, and he. Um, he got weaned off methadone with ayahuasca, which, again, it gave him a new lease of life. This is a drug that is illegal in the United States and in the UK because um, uh, DMT is like a very the strong DM, drug. The DMT property, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but they're, they're, they're putting trials in place and they're looking at this thing now. You know, they're, they're like, they're off, there are actually really good benefits to this if used properly. So we open up that discussion in a very professional manner. Um, and I really, really like that podcast. So please listen to that. Uh, next week... And what's the difference? We are speaking to Brendan Steer, who's the director of Velocipasta. You guys have got a week <laughs> to go and watch that film, Velocipasta. Right, yeah, yeah. It is fun. These guys had 35 grand to, to make a movie with, and they were like, okay, so we're not going to uh, get the Michael Bay sort of effects we get. So they had fun with it. It's so brilliant. It's about a pasta that turns into a velociraptor because he gets bit by this magic fucking dinosaur. And instead of them fighting like Jurassic Park level dinosaurs, it's guys dressed in dinosaur suits. And like they go outside the church and the car explodes. But what they do is really brilliant. They play the, the the noise of the explosion, but over the car, they have the text, literally insert VFX, insert yeah. VFX, insert VFX. And they have the sound of the explosion and the camera shaking and stuff. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> they use like their imagination properly to make a really dumb, but brilliantly dumb movie. It's not like uh, Wiseau made the room and it, he thought it was going to be brilliant. And it was a, it was shit by mistake. It's that thing. Mm-hmm. They, they made a, terrible movie but that's fun with it you know yeah they did so it on purpose big, kind of thing yeah so brendan steer will be speaking to us uh we have a new podcast coming up soon where me and uh, eric are meeting up later to talk about the the finer details it's called yelling at clouds <laughs> uh, it's based on uh, old Simpsons man yelling episode. at clouds yeah yeah uh, and uh, it's gonna be so much fun i am just gonna sit with eric you know hi eric how are you He'll be like, okay and i'll be like go and i'm gonna sit back like this and I'm just going to let Eric go for an hour. It's going to be so funny. If you know Eric Filuga, if you've heard him talk and stuff, you will know uh, how good that's going to be. Yeah. We've got lots yeah, coming up. I think I only heard his voice that time he was on with uh, you and uh, Ore. Yeah. And I could just hear how animated he was. I was like, damn, I, got it. <laughs> I can't wait to like you know see this guy on uh, the actual podcast. Do you think he sounds like Mark Hamill? He really does sound like Mark Hamill when he talks normally. Uh... I don't remember because I just remember him doing like all these voices and stuff. I was like, holy shit. 
He's fantastic. He's so yeah. talented. Um, you can find everything that we uh, we are involved with at our website, which is usucknetwork.com, uh, powered by our friends at Web Orchard. If you need a website, make sure you go and check them out because they've they've built a website for me at Usuck, uh, the biscuit, and I'm also going to be speaking to them hopefully about the website for the the 24 hour podcast challenge. Um, and uh, if like finally before we get out of here, if you do want to help with this 24 hour podcast challenge, we are after all sorts. This is what we're after. We're after corporate sponsors. Is if any if there are companies either side of the atlantic it'd be great if we can get american companies working with british companies and you may be thinking well why the fuck would we want to give a a, 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 a shrewsbury uh, charity some money well it's because it's a, a great this is the idea is to what i am making is just something that can better my community and i want to encourage if you've got a game streamer if you've got an only fans if you've got a podcast <laughs> or a vlog or something and you can do the same and use the resources around you to help something in your community i encourage every single one of you to do it because um that's 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 what we want to do we want to make uh communities better uh, we want donations for two live auctions we're going to do one for the biscuit side of things and one for the use side of things mm-hmm. we want hourly sponsors we're going to sell sponsor at the bottom of the screen here if you can see on youtube uh, there is root there are rooms for sponsors um so if you want to buy an hours of sponsor this hour is brought to you by david raby the the, the prices start at a minimum of 50 pounds uh for the hour uh, so we worked out that if we sold 24 hours of 50 pounds that's 1600 pounds how much is that in american real monies that's probably about two grand you know, that's just in sponsorships well, alone, you know, so sure. and that's a minimum as well. So if you want to chuck 150 bucks in there, like, you know, yeah. do that instead. Yeah. Um, and we're also after guests. Uh, you can, you can, any, if you want to get in contact with me at usucknetwork.com or the shoes or shoes please get in touch. I know I've rambled. I've done a lot of like, we're doing this, 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 but it's really important for you guys to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. We're doing lots. Like you said, man, we built this network without nothing and we're doing you all built, this shit. You built, I was just drinking and you're like hey what are you doing i'm like nothing just drinking you're like come on the show I'm like, okay <laughs> we built this city of, of rock and roll yeah we did <laughs> david have you got anything to add before we get out of here uh not much man just usual you know catch speakeasy on thursday nights at around 8 p.m on youtube uh, you know obviously uh, the shows that we do with you know you suck and mm. everything else that i do with you guys <laughs> oh, we love you david we wouldn't have it I love you too way. man Right, okay, let's get the fuck out of here. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Make sure you join us next week and everyone else what we're doing. I We will catch you next week. Peace See you guys. out. Uh, we go. Hi, this is Ickis from Our Real Monsters. And um, I would like very much to ask you, if you don't mind, to watch um, the USAC Network with Tom Bruno and Alex. Oh, that's all. I have to go flush myself now.